podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for Kingdom of the Giants.com. It's Wednesday, not Tuesday, it's Wednesday, the 4th of May, 2022. I'm not going to say the obvious thing that everybody says. We're just going to move on from that. Um, uh, my name is Patrick Smith. <coughs> YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and all your normal podcast providers. This is episode 34 and the final one of this season and on this week's show we'll look back briefly at a bittersweet end of the magnificent season as the Giants are defeated in the playoff final we'll be joined by Steve Thornton uh, Robert Fitzpatrick and hopefully Adam Keefe as well uh, for a bit of a chat uh, we'll have the results of the Kingdom of the Giants MVP over three over three and a half thousand people voted in that uh, with a few pieces of news from around the league not least a bit of news that happened today and uh, we'll close out maybe with a bit of a chat of our own season highlights. If you're watching us live on Facebook or on YouTube, send us your comments, your thoughts, your questions, especially when we get our uh, our friends on to, to chat. We'd love your questions. We'll put to them and we'll share them on screen and get you involved in the discussion. Um, David, how was your trip to Nottingham? It was... It was... It had its highs and its lows. It's a bit like anything. I remember writing an article a number of seasons ago about the death of a season, and you go through this kind of grieving process almost whenever you know you come up against a bad defeat. And you know, that's I think that's three or four um, playoff finals that we just haven't quite got across the line. But the good people, good company, shared with Simon, we had a good laugh together. And that uh, you know, half the half the the fun of hockey is the, the time you spend with the people that you love the most, and I had a great weekend that way. Disappointing to come away with the wrong result, but that's how it goes sometimes. How is um, Davy as a roommate, Simon? Oh my god, mate, the snoring is unbelievable. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many rules and regulations that he has. Obviously, being the brigadier, which. There's only one rule. I know the rule. I know the rule. Really Downstairs. You've had your time. Just shut up. So, <laughs> you know, it was, um, it's been tough, like, but uh, as he says, you know, it was brilliant seeing him in, uh, in, in England. And, and um, uh, you know, I, I sort of went this weekend hoping for the win, um, but happy and, and very content with what we've already done this season. So it's been, uh, it's one of those ones where if we'd have won it, it'd have been fabulous. Um, but uh, yeah. you know, when we when we didn't couldn't get out of Nottingham quick enough. So happy enough to get <laughs> up with uh, with Taff on Sunday night and uh and the end of another season, which is what we'll chat about tonight. Unbelievably, I got up woke I don't know what woke me. I think it was we were either quite close to a train station or he was snoring him down there. Um <laughs> and it got up about uh, probably about four in the morning and rule number one of the room. Rule number one. No choice. So I had to take myself off the reception at like four in the morning and get the girl at the desk. Say, excuse me, uh, love, where's the where's the loose? And she's like, there aren't any. <clears throat> like, what do you mean? It's a hotel house. There's rooms in there. There's toilets in every room. Just use your own. I said, but <laughs> have to explain here one. to you. But she went. So 
we had the rule number one got broken. Oh dear! By, by rule number two, Doctor <laughs> <laughs> he, he broke a seal first. It was nothing to do with me. <laughs> Joel, how are you? I, I, yeah, you had, a few, you had a few wobbly pops on Monday night. I had a really nice time, Patrick. Yeah, just like you, you have to, you have to celebrate your successes and celebrate sort of the end of a of a really great season. Um, still fascinated by rule number one. Uh, for anybody, I'm not going to say it explicitly, but. Uh, Davy's like the zookeeper, he keeps the brown bears downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lovely time on uh, on Monday night. Uh, says was absolutely excellent as uh, MC, and I think he was setting a stall out for a stand up comedy special in that uh, in that arena, our theater style arena. It was a very, very good show, very enjoyable. I think I, yeah. I'm going to come to that later on because I thought it looked brilliant, and I know there's been really good feedback on that. But let's listen, that. let's just quickly quickly talk about the weekend as it was the belfast giants were in playoff action in the semi-final against the dundee stars on saturday uh maybe just bring up if you're watching youtube if it doesn't stall on me because it's been messing about the semi-final statistics um it was a 6-0 win for your belfast giants over the dundee stars mark cooper with the hat trick to open the scoring uh 14 minutes 21 is 28 minutes uh, Jordan Boucher made it four. Lewis Hook on the power play made it five. And the captain, David Goodwin, from Cooper, made it six. Uh, regards to goalkeepers, Tyler Beskarani in goal for the Belfast Giants, 24-shot shutout. Adam Morrison, 19 shots against, six goals against. Referees are Matt Rose and Dean Smith in, in, his, uh, in his last appearance as referee in the Elite League. We wish him well. Um, David, a straightforward affair. Um maybe less straightforward than the scoreline suggests. I didn't think Dundee stars were that bad in terms of, you know, like great A chances and stuff. It was fairly even across the game. Tyler Beskarami was, was sensational, but in, in terms like it's a game of inches and, and it was kind of that way on Sunday, you know, sometimes it goes for you, sometimes it goes against you. I've talked, uh, you know, at different times of the season about under executing and over executing. And I think on, on the day, you know, we executed brilliant. Cooper come up with the, the hat trick. I think Joel maybe doing the, Tweets, you know, coined it the natural hat trick, and it's it's great for the, you know, them to come up with those three quick goals really kill the game off at that stage. They came roaring back in the third period, probably outshot us maybe two to one. Third period, it's just there's one save by Besco. I can't remember, it's like two or three minutes left, a bit of a windmill save with the legs. It's just it's out of this world. And I remember going down the locker room afterwards and and Taff coming out and just going, Tyre Besco is the best goal team that's ever played for this club. Just look at that performance. He just he wasn't going to be beaten on Saturday. Um, good to see Soizy was well involved in the game, and, and it was just it was a comfortable enough performance once we got into the lead. And yes, that you're always going to at any stage you're going to have a little bit of pushback because they were desperate and they were playing for their season. But it was just a game too far for the Dundee Stars. You know, credit passes sort of swan song if you like. The news coming up later, obviously. Sunday's game isn't really doesn't mean anything to the stars or the flames. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a exhibition pace anyway. But I think once we got the goals ahead, we we showed our class. We controlled we controlled all three zones and we were comfortable in the end. And, and as I say, best goal, just outstanding, just a different gravy. Simon, it's not often I disagree with you. I thought Dundee were crap. Um, hmm. I really did. I thought the first period they did okay. I really, I thought that was. I was speaking to their kit man actually on Sunday, um, and even he was saying he says he thought that was their worst game of the season. Um, you know, Besco okay had to do what he had to do, and there's one or two unbelievable saves for him. 
I really didn't think they played that well. I actually didn't think we played that well. I don't think we need. I don't think we actually get out of maybe second gear. Um, but you know, to come out and and Coops to get the hat trick straight off the mark was absolutely brilliant. I, I really didn't rate Dundee on Saturday at all. Um, you know, Charlie Coombs is is one of the top players in the league. We kept him quiet. Kyle Haas was really quiet. I mean, he. he, played, I, I, think he, he I think he led on ice time for Dundee, and um, but uh, I really don't. You know, there wasn't. Yeah, it certainly didn't feel like, you know, some of the battles that we've had against Dundee this year. Um, you know, that's, if I'm right, it's the 11th time we've played them this year. Um, you know, we're 9 1 and 1 um, against them. So it's, it was just dominance by us. We, we really didn't have to break sweat. And um, I just thought that again, once we got the first goal, actually, that's live, once we got the second goal, um, I felt that you know what this is over. We're 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 not losing this now, um, and uh, going on to the six 0 win and 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 a victory to take us through to the final, which was probably one game too many. I'm going to move it on, Joel, but I'll come back <clears> to you in just a second because we're going to rattle through this. Obviously, Good. with that win, the Belfast Giants were into Sunday's final and the other semi final. Cardiff took a three two win over Guildford. Justin Crandall with the winner on the power play in the last uh, last three minutes of the game. And uh, that took us into Sunday. Maybe we can talk all night. But that ain't getting us nowhere. I told you everything I possibly can. There's nothing left inside of me.
again, controlled the whole period, right? On the goal, you need to eliminate guys in the slot. You can't just let guys stand in the slot, right? That's it. Take the stick away. Eliminate. I got my guy. Done. Right? Stand there and guess and try to pick up. Never know what happened. End of the day, three. You had to get a third goal to win this game The uh, what you know, uh, what can you say about that game? Well, well, let's have a quick look at the statistics of that final. The Belfast Giants unfortunately went down six three to the hands at the hands of the Cardiff Devils in the playoff final. The goals from the Belfast Giants come from Scott Conway in the power play, Ben Lake in the power play, and Tyler Soy. Whereas Cardiff's goals, Sanford, Cooler, uh, Dixon, Reed, and then two empty net goals one from Cox and the other from Josh Lamont. Uh, regards to goalies, Tyler Beskarwani, 21 shots on, four goals against. Matt Carruth, 37 shots on, three goals against. Referees are Liam Sewell and Andy Dalton. Um, Joel, it's tough to take because I thought the Giants played well. Sorry, I, Patrick. Yeah, look, it's interesting to, to hear that little snippet. I love those snippets from inside the room whenever you get to hear uh, Adam talking to the boys, you know, he, he talked there about consistency and the consistency it takes to win the EIHL uh, and how it's kind of a hockey league like no other because the main championship is eight months of consistency in order to win. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking about this, like everybody else has, you know, you do that post-mortem in your head. Um, you know, whenever it's a Belfast and Cardiff final, as we've seen over the, the previous years, I feel that the form book just goes out the window. I don't think that you can take anything into it. It's always going to be a knockdown drag out. It's always going to be a battle. Um, and I think that's what we got we got playoff hockey it was very chippy very physical very intense um it's also the psychology for me you know i've been thinking about it a lot um you know the sports psychology of having to maintain this consistency for eight months uh, every single night is is another little chip away at this massive goal and the release whenever you do it whenever you lift that league title the release must be astronomical and uh, it's not really like many other kind of leagues where, where you sort of have to get the head down again a week later and, and it's like right no we're, we're back to work here we have to we have to get that back we have to get that feeling back but it's different it's not consistency it's not chipping away it's every single game is do or die um there's so much at play here aside from the x's and the o's which which obviously davy and simon and yourself will as usual take apart brilliantly but there's so much at play here and, and so much psychologically that fascinates me about the ehl playoffs um i think it's maybe a little bit of a curse for a championship team um after that kind of eight month slog to, to sort of pick yourself up and go again for, for these kind of one shot all or nothing games um but look yeah like the, the game i think cardiff were aggressive i think they were very up for it um Sanford's early goal knocked the, the kind of wind out of it a little bit. Um, whenever Cooler doubled it on the on the power play, um, you're sort of thinking, oh, here we go. I think that that goal, Conway's goal in, in eight and a half minutes, uh, you know, the top line 
making an impact at playoffs. I think that was a critical goal to keep us into it. Um, and even just, it felt even at the end of that first period that, that sort of it was going to be one of those nights when, when Besco got hit and stayed down. I think everybody was worried. Um, you know, that that consistent sort of uh, pressure, that that aggression uh, followed through into the second period. Um, Tyler Soy, as he's done all season long, beautiful puck out from behind the net uh, to Laker, uh, who hammered home that tying goal. Uh, and, and even just as, as a sort of... Uh, a marker of, of the season that we've had. I think everybody, whenever that came back to 2-2, we've been so accustomed to miracles and so spoiled by this team that when you saw that go to 2-2, you were like, oh, here it is. Here we go. This is where you know it all comes together. Um, but like, yeah. I, I have to hand it to the Cardiff Devils. They, they were intense and, and they kept on pushing. The bottom line is that we were chasing a one-goal game into the last two minutes. Uh, we rolled the dice on, on the early goalie pull uh, with, with kind of two, two and a half left. It's something we talked about early in the season. Um, no regrets here. Look, we, we, we threw off to absolutely every everything at it it's a one goal game it's playoff hockey and and cardiff came out on top this time davy it's hard to argue with that it's there's been precious little between these two teams all season long and and on all the matchups that they've had against each other and you know we talked early season about going to cardiff and and probably should have got something like we ended up going zero and three in cardiff and and certainly deserve something probably bossed them seven of the nine periods when the challenge cup final on home ice it's similar kind of you know tight game we we had that big game around was it around christmas time where shoisy has scored as well and you know there's nothing between us i think we were actually quite dominant through long periods of sunday's game i think we made some tiny tiny errors at, at times we were critical we obviously gave them a couple of power play goals they gave us a couple of back um the too many men call we obviously got punished for which has been yep. <clears throat> sort of something that we've been trying to get on top of all season but i thought i think in that little video montage there you know you heard keeper saying about we, we you know we dominated that period and i thought the second period we did we, we controlled the whole game and that, that, mostly cardiff executed the chances very well they created was to stand with neil coach russell during they created chaos in front of of besco once they got good zone pressure we one of their goals we just couldn't it might have been their fourth goal we just couldn't get the zone cleared we just couldn't clear our defensive zone and we were right on our feet and they managed to pin us in and they've got the goal that was ultimately the game winner and you know it's a one goal game okay it's ended six three with the two empty netters but that's a one goal game all day long and as Joel says chasing that one goal right in that that took it out of us we were chasing the whole game we weren't able to play our usual across the weekend even across the two playoff weekends we didn't get our high offensive zone pressure shut up that we've had all season where they've pinned teams in and it happened two or three, four times maybe across the weekend where we got teams pinned in and we had sort of two, three, four minutes where we were getting line changes and then there's maybe an icing or something or they're not able to change and we've got pressure and we've got goals. But, you know, you tip your cap, as, as Joel and those young lads would say, you, you, you know, you, Cardiff Devils have managed to find a way. Good teams find a way. Kiefer, very magnanimous again in defeat acknowledged they're a good hockey team they just weren't as consistent as us across the season and in two in two final matchups it's been one goal games we were able to come out in overtime they were able to come out in 60 minutes against us this time and it's very very disappointing because you had such high hopes and as joel says there once once we clawed our way back into it you were just kind of yeah this is this is it's, it's miracle day, time kind of yeah <laughs> yeah not even miracle you were just expecting the team to push on because look I'm not not going to give the Nottingham Panthers injuries excuses here at all. We missed Kevin Ryan and we missed Jordan Boucher on Sunday. Massive, massive pieces of our team. And all teams 
throughout this league have faced adversity at times through this season. But when you're talking about it's a one-hit wonder, this is the game for the ages. This is the one for the season. This is one for Grand Slam. And you're missing the guy like Kevin Ray and you're missing guys like Jordan Boucher. Credit to Mac and Kale, especially Kale. We'll talk about him later in the show, coming down from his own final. But, you know, to miss Bush, who had played well on Saturday until he got hurt, played well all season. To miss Rayner with those hits and blocks and, and his outlet play and his steady, stay-at-home defence that he's given us, they were two massive misses for us. And, Absolutely. you know, plug them back into the team, play it, play it back, you never know. But wasn't to be. And that's the way it was. I'm going to move it on. The uh, congratulations to the Cardiff Devils who picked up their third playoff title on the trot. They'll go into the Continental Cup for next year. I'm moving it on because waiting in the wings, we're delighted to be joined by the head of hockey operations, Steve Thornton. How are you, mate? Very good, guys. How are you? Very good. Let's let's go immediately on your reaction to the weekend because I, I do you know what I was writing down notes and I hate to put it this way, but. You're the last coach to have won the playoffs of the Belfast Jets. <laughs> no, it's been it's been far too long, and I guess that is my emotions. Like I think, you know, when you play, you, you 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 can forget about it a little bit quicker and move on. And and, and you've got next season um, when you're coaching or you're in my role, like it just stings a little bit longer, and it actually makes you want it more too. Like when when you force yourself to watch teams celebrate on the ice and and you know hold their finger up like they're they're number one, and and it just it makes it difficult for um, certainly a few days heading into the summer and hopefully it makes us more motivated to, to get that final one next season. David? All right. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I was expecting Patty to keep going there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 actually quite, it's actually quite hard to, art- oh, uh, hard, to art- hard to articulate anything because it does sting so bad. You know, you, you seem... I was pretty emotional after the game. I didn't think I was going to get that way, but you know, it's it's up to you now to sort of rebuild, retool, and, and just go again. That's it. That's yeah, it. we'd we'd rather build on what we have than rebuild. Is the way we look at it. We've got a lot of players that we like, and and you know, when when you have success, it creates opportunities for guys, and that's great because that helps us in the long run. You know, you you create a pipeline of people wanting to come to Belfast. If you could show you can progress people on. Uh, and same thing with progressing people into the working world on the back of getting a master's degree. So it, it I, I wasn't too keen on rocking the boat um, over the last month of the season and starting to have a ton of conversations with players about next season because I wanted to keep the eye on the prize of this season. So it is a bit of a mad scramble. It's essentially day two of season 22-23 right now. And we're looking at it in weeks, not months. I think we, we we start up again in something like 13 or 14 weeks, which is absolutely crazy and adding to high levels of anxiety. Steve, the whole season, I mean, it, it's game that's, you know, we look back at, at um, September, it, it doesn't seem like it's that far away. Um, and uh, everything that we've been through, you know, on the ice and the whole group that came in, obviously starting the season and ending the season with the same group, you know, we signed Patrick Mullen and that didn't uh, eventually work out. But, uh, you know, to go through the whole season with the same group is a, is a big pat in the back to the whole group again, and, and especially uh, the coaching staff. I think so. I think it brought guys together as well. It was it was that kind of, as Keeper says, that next man up mentality. Like We had a lot of games where we were down an import or two imports and, and it didn't it didn't impact us because we had a lot of guys step up and fill in like and young guys step up and fill in which is is which is 
I think fantastic for the organization. It's great that we've got some some young Belfast boys coming up uh, into the Giants and being able to practice with us and learn from the pros. And these guys were pros this year. Like they, they played like pros, they trained like pros and they lived their life like pros. So like that kind of a role model for 17 year olds uh, is, is amazing. And, and when, when you face adversity, like guys did this year, you know, with, with some injuries and playing short rostered and playing with young guys, it does bring, teams closer to closer together you know so it was a, a tight tight-knit unit um and because of that they they had some success steve i i've you know watched a few games alongside you up up in media or, or wherever else we're working out of and you're still very much steve thornton the hockey player you know that competitive uh, fire is still there uh, you're quite scary to watch a, a bad game next to sometimes but uh so, some something that i've noticed kind of across this season i think you spoke very well on monday at the awards night as well um is it's just the the amount of work that's now going on off the ice uh, which, which obviously you take a great deal of passion in and um, you spoke about the number of, of players that have come through the the masters program um you know there's there's so much more uh, community work exploding throughout the season you know there's you're seeing it on on the social feeds you know the number of of young people and different groups that are on the ice with with mace and whoever else has, has been working with them um and i can really see that that you take a lot of passion and a lot of pride in that side of things as well I love it. I think I am getting better at watching games every year. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit better, but you can't do, you can't release it when you're up in the suites with sponsors or like on the ice you possibly can and on the bench you can. It's yeah, it's, absolutely. Like the, the the Giants are much more than an ice hockey team, and I I, I tried to reiterate that like at the awards night. Like it's it's great to lift the silverware, and we're super proud of the fact that we're. We've been heavily involved in the last 10, 10 trophies, but again, you know, we 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 think like if you have an identity of the team off the ice, like what uh, one of one of the, one of the, the the ways we look at it is that we progress people, you know, within our unit. So we progress people onto Europe, and we're proud of it. And we pro mm -hmm. progress people into the working world, and we're proud of it. And we progress people into our organization, and we're proud of that as well. And the organization as a whole. Um, the impact that we can make in Northern Ireland, whether it's through our Fresh Start or Ice Academy, the schools programs, and intentions of, of of scaling that, we think that now, on the back of the pandemic, you know, the pandemic pandemic was brutal for the the business of mass gatherings. But there's some things that you are forced to adopt and ad adopt quickly, like this call. Like you guys normally would be on on not looking at each other and doing the the the, the visuals as well, and and through mediums like this we we can we can access more schools more youths and and deliver more programs so it extends our reach hopefully we're we're creating more outcomes in the community and and i think that is just fantastic we're going to go just quickly to one of the comments that's come from people watching in live and it's actually something that was put on in an interview in the sheffield star I think it was today either today or yesterday with regards to iron fox and he says you know what does steve think the steelers following our lead with regards to university deals it seems one of the comments that was put by iron fox is the belfast giants being sort of the leading the way and the standard of how to recruit and, and putting the teams together. Obviously, as you said, we've been in the battle for the last 10 trophies, you know, and, and been very successful in doing so, very successful this year. How proud is it of, you know, how proud are you of this fact that you've got other organizations looking to the Belfast Giants as a guide, as a means, as a as, as how to build their team? Well, that, I think that's great. Like, uh, you know, we, we're, we're at the Sheffield, we're, 
a great team this year as well. And they're doing a lot of really good things off the ice. I think they finished sixth or seventh in, in the attendance poll across European uh, leagues this year, which is absolutely amazing. So with that comes the, 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 the possibility of being able to attract players as well. So we need to find our USP. You know, we've been, we've been, um, got some great relationships with universities uh, and, and, and we've used it wisely. Um, I think for us, like, a lot of the things that we do and and we do well is 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 focusing on us, focusing on our business, figuring how how we can get better, uh, gaining those small one percents all over the place, um, and 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 that's what we're going to do again. We're going like, to we recognize that you know next year's league is definitely going to get better. You know it's just inevitable that the teams that were finished below us are going to do everything they can to to, to catch us. Uh, the rosters after two years off. Uh, coming into last season are like you have guys that you know that you're going to like where I think you know the 10 teams going into last season were forced everybody to retool so you're you're everybody was starting from scratch and that's something we've been used to doing you know like our model has been quite high turnover because of like some of the university deals and and people progressing on so it is absolutely going to be a challenge this year. We we know that teams like Sheffield are are, are going to be challenging Cardiff, Nottingham, Guildford. They, they all are. Like I think everybody is going to be good. But as an organization, like you know, we 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 travel to places in Europe that we think are some of the best game night experiences to measure ourselves against the best. Where you bring the, the universities over, the way they run their operations, we try to mirror that or steal things or borrow, depending on how you look at it, to, to try to become the best. And everywhere we go, we're 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 trying to make um, you know ourselves better and steal those one percent. So it's not surprising that a, an organization like Sheffield are are looking at ways to to improve, and, and inevitably they're going to because they they they've got a good organization there. Steve, I want to <clears throat> I want to ask you one just in, in closing for me anyway. 20 years ago, you came over from London. You know, I think probably West was probably head coach. And did you see yourself in 20 years, family, everybody at Belfast was now home 20 years later? You know, that's a great question because I, me I remember coming over here like it was yesterday, like, uh, and immediately falling in love with it. Like, I, I was coming off. 15 months of being on injured reserve, basically. I had a, a knee surgery that was supposed to knock me out for three weeks. And I, I ended up having to go back in for a couple more knee surgeries to correct what the surgeon had done to my knee. So I was so excited just to be playing hockey again because I thought it was the end of the career and instantly fell in love with this city. And and when we did move on, and, and, and it wasn't a, a planned moving on, the league had actually collapsed at that point. So you were kind of forced to move on. I moved to some fantastic places in Europe and every city that I went to, I was kind of comparing it back to my time in Belfast and, and Beth and I were, we'd always compare it and, 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 and Northern Ireland would consistently come out on top. And then, so when we came back in 2007, I couldn't believe how far in that short time, Belfast and Northern Ireland had come and changed and gentrified and the development of town and, and the people were, almost overtly and overly friendly just to make up for some i suppose lost time and and then again you know i came i, I was able to come back again and, and and where we are today it's it's no longer a hidden gem you know i think a lot of people recognize that this is a, a hell of a place to live and and when you live on when you when you don't get a chance to leave and see what you're missing maybe sometimes you don't realize it but i i i, I do not take it for granted i i enjoy, I enjoy it here 
We're going to let you go just in just a second, Steve. Before you do, obviously you've got a long summer ahead, not just in uh, in building this team, not for the league, for the cup, for the playoffs, and for of course for the CHL. But you know you've got what's been going on behind the scenes, and I, I, I listened to the sort of things. You, know, I think it's a ten years now the association with Stenaline and all the different partners and all that are coming on board. The Belfast, the Belfast Giants brand within Belfast has been so strong now that, that there are so many new partners and that are coming on board to be part of it. Yeah, and we are absolutely super proud of that. We've aligned ourselves with some pretty good organizations in our outreach programs with GAA, Ulster Rugby, and IFA. And you look at the level of the partners that we're getting on the jerseys, we've just elevated uh, ourselves. And I think when you have that elevation, a lot of the other partners that are around the city see it and want to be a part of it. So I think we've officially become a mainstream sport. I think we've got a, a lot, extended our reach on, on socials, on mainstream, on newspapers and, and what we do uh, with our, our comms team as well. Um, and because of that, people, people want to work with us. So, you know, notoriously the um the retention rate has been quite high with the giants because a lot of the sponsors we've had have have had an emotional attachment to it because they have access to the players and it's such a unique sport and our and our fan base um is so committed to the organization that generally like there's a bump in business when you partner with us and and so i'm you know coming out of a pandemic again we had no idea what to expect we were kind of throwing a dart at a dartboard when we were when we were projecting what a PL would look like but i think we're 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 in a good position uh, as an organization and riding a bit of a wave with, with the fan attendances wanted to come back and also the partners fantastic well steve listen really appreciate your time tonight brilliant season we can't you know, obviously We'll, we'll put, put the weekend aside because the Belfast Giants season overall has been so massively successful yeah, on and that. off the ice. Just with, with the team, the successes, the branding, everything has been fantastic coming out of the pandemic era. And uh, more power to you and to your team. And uh, let's hope for more of that. You guys play a huge part that as well. That's very candy to Thanks say. So Thank much, you. Guys. It's 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 easy to talk it's easy to talk about a team when they're doing so well. Yeah. So well done, <laughs> thanks, Steve. All right, guys. Thanks, Lords. All the best. Big thanks to Steve Thornton for his time. It's great to have him on. And now, right, David. Man, he's, he's See, see when he's talking about how like that's my city, and when he talks about how much he loves it, I was almost in tears. I'm like, I'm very close to tears from the weekend still, and that was almost too much to take. I'm, I was love very it. lovely. The people come to my city and love it because. Well, it you, and, and you know me, when you started talking about him coming in as a player, that was near enough me. Oh, that was yours. But right, let's, there, let's just, uh, just to touch on that. Like, I was speaking to Steve about this last week. What a player as well. I mean, I was Steve, talking Steve Thornton. Yeah, I mean, but, but I was know, talking we, to that girl. Is it Vicky at Victoria, the weekend? Yeah, because she had never seen Steve play. I said, like, yeah. this guy, he could have been a figure skater. That was, yeah. you know, as, as we tight turns and his his little tiny short stick, he, he was incredible on the skates. Even when, hand, even when he had the hand injury, still producing. He's, still I, producing. I thought he was one of the best players we had way back then, and um, I just thought he was absolutely sensational. He was. Absolutely. And somebody's looking to pay rise. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe speaking to the right person coming on. Who's on next? Let, let's, speaking, let's, let's speak to the right person. We're delighted now to be joined by the CEO of the Odyssey Trust, Mr. Robert Fitzpatrick. How are you doing, Robert? So, as I was saying, I think Robert's absolutely really? awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sis is looking to pay rise. It's, uh, okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I think you could stand in the queue with all of the other people that are looking pairing. <laughs> let's um let's 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 ask you this, the same question I asked Steve. Just a quick reflection on what took place at the weekend. Um, well, you know, it was another part of the journey. You know, that's that's. I mean, people people are sort of fixated on coming out of COVID, but. The last time we were, were in Nottingham, we were doing the same thing. I mean, it, this this like we did a double, and then we went to Nottingham to play in a in a in a, a playoff final in Cardiff. Field. And we've done we've done a double again, and they've won to play us in a playoff final. I, to be honest with you, after about twenty minutes after the game, and um, knowing that I was free from Nottingham for another year, um, I sort of <laughs> I, I just shrugged my shoulders and went for something to eat. Because there's there are no circumstances where you could feel in any way, shape, or form down. Okay, you just know me. I hate losing. I mm-hmm. absolutely hate losing. But given the season what you've had, and given the given the explosion of interest in the team, and given the 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 the, the currency that it's given me to progress on the things that I want to do, nothing was an aberration. I mean, it was it happened, and let's move on. Robert, you talk about um, you know the, the team. Let's 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 take a look at like twelve months ago. If we go back twelve months with no hockey, your arena was a, a COVID vaccination center. That's good. Uh, <coughs> over the course of the summer, that disappeared, and the hockey came back, and and we've had a very successful and a winning team. And bar one game, that's the sting is is real and will live for a, for a while yet. What a what a twelve months for the the SSA, the Odyssey, Belfast City. The Giants. It's just been a bit of an incredible ride. It has, of course. I mean, it, you, you sort of, you sort of, you start out your year in expectation, and you know, you're sort of, you don't know what you've got, and you're looking at Challenge Cup games. And I mean, I remember. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I remember. Um, so the 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 furlough cutoff date was the thirtieth of September, and on the twenty sixth September, we still hadn't been given an approval to open. Uh, to a crowd and uh, on the afternoon of the 24th or the 26th they can say yes you can open to a crowd now we expected at that stage that there might be three and a half four thousand and once we announced it, that that was effectively going to happen we over four and a half thousand tickets registered now on that same night we wanted to do the thank you to the fans and we'd given everybody free food vouchers because we wanted to recognize the part that the fans had played in in supporting us through the COVID because we couldn't have done it without them and we couldn't have done it without the sponsors leaving their money in and all of that good stuff so i wanted to very much say a very public thank you the next day the government said oh but yes you've got to keep social distancing on the concourses so you're not allowed so you're not allowed to serve food and drink unless it's two meters apart and I'm sort of talking to the minister's assistant saying, okay, so uh, w- what's the protocol for telling 5,000 people, um, 1,500 of them that are free vouchers for food and drink that they can't use them? So it, it, it wasn't all as smooth sailing as everybody thought it was. But in fairness, I think for me, I think for me genuinely, uh, the two big things in the year that happened off the ice that, that have been um, for me sort of... Um, um, significant French of four coming back French of four coming back 
repositions us in the hearts and minds of the East Coast when it comes to this year's recruitment, because we can then start to engage the network that we have in in Boston. And the second one, which has only just happened, is re-emerging into the CHL. So, so we ran the CHL the last time. We won the fan award. We won the marketing award. And the CHL and the European Clubs Alliance were tweeting that we were winning leagues and winning Challenge Cups and we're welcoming them back. So that that urge and that passion that I have for us to be mainstream and that urge and that passion that I have for us to be, you know, regular participants across the sort of fulcrum of sport in Northern Ireland is starting to get there. Robert, you, we talk about everything happening off the ice and uh, obviously Adam and Steve put this team together this year. It's been a phenomenal season for everybody involved. Uh, and one of the, one of the major highlights, obviously, you know, when I get you standing beside me, um, doing the commentating, and you get the maybe you're behind a goal with a few minutes to go, and I'm getting I'm getting the punch in the side of the head. Job, the <laughs> job. Um, I can just we, we talk about you know, the, the you you've got that winning mentality, but it's it's the buy-in. You know, you you you're looking at the the Odyssey Trust and I being involved ten years around about that mark now. Um, and it's the buy-in from from not only you, but you see uh, the ex-chairman, Eric. Oh, he's muted himself. You see, you see Eric coming to the games probably more now than what he was when he was chairman. You've got the new chairman coming along. Everybody is buying into it. Well, I think, I, I think in, in fairness, Simon, you know, I, I've been sort of the, I've been sort of championing this for the last, from we took it over. I sort of made a commitment when we took it over that we'd make a difference. And I also uh, I also said that we would do it the Belfast way. And, you know, uh, if the legacy piece that I leave behind me when I eventually sort of move on or retire, whatever the case may be, is that we did it the Belfast way. Well, then for me, that's good enough. Um, the fact that we've got um, full buy-in from the Odyssey Trust Company is because we are one company. There is absolutely nothing between the people that run the arena and the people that pull it and run the Giants. There's nothing between the people that run W5 and the people that run the Giants. The Comtees knits us all together. The single biggest achievement that we've had coming over COVID is that we're one team and that the Giants are the most overt public manifestation of that team. But the Giants' accomplishment is no greater than Claire Cosgrave's team delivering 400,000 vaccines in a vaccination centre. The Giants' accomplishment is no greater than us, than us turning the arena into a food bank with short notice and feeding 4,500 families at Christmas. So for me, for me, yes, I do passionately enjoy the sport because I've played sport all my life and I, I passionately enjoy it. i tell you what I love more about it. I love the culture we're creating. I love the culture of togetherness. I love the culture of, of, of passion sort of um, belief in that the direction that we're traveling is the right direction. And as I say to you, you know, you know, delighted and humbled that all the other teams want to copy us. Great. Knock yourselves out, boys. Not a problem. Come and copy from the best. I mean, because if we can, if we can teach them lessons, if we can teach them things that make their operation better, everybody will get better. And that's not me being arrogant. That's, that's me simply saying, that for the, for the for hockey to grow exponentially, all of us have to be as good. And if we can uh, every now and again show a way in how they might do that, well then that's great too.
I still hate them all. Um, the, uh, <laughs> just, just the follow up. You, you, you talk about we talk about the Odyssey Trust. We talk about the buy-in from everybody involved under the one roof. Um, it, it's you know, and, and your passion for the sport now as well. But I've noticed in the last few months that obviously, well, not the last few months. Alan is is right in the middle of, of everything involved off the ice for the chance. She's showing us they could be there for everything. But you've yeah. now got your young grandson getting involved as well. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I I, I think. You know, for the, for the for the couple of years I've left or whatever it is, I'm going to use all the advantages I can to sort of to uh, right. to, uh, to curry favor with uh, with uh, with daughters and daughters-in-laws and sons-in-laws and all that sort of thing. <laughs> no, I think I think I think um, I've always prided myself in wanting to lead by example, and there's not a lot of point in me preaching to you know families in West Belfast and families in East Belfast and families in North Belfast to come along and see the Giants, but I won't bring my own. So you know, at, at the end of the day. You know, if you bring a three-year-old down, and uh, and he says to you, um, he says to you that he wants the autograph book, and you've got to go and get him the autograph book. Well, it, it's it's back to that whole. And I remember Patty Smith, 10, 11 years ago, asking me questions, and I told him then, and I'm telling him now: the journey of discipleship never ends. It just doesn't end. For every disciple that we can make a Belfast Giant, our 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 sport and our club will benefit. Robert, uh, I chatted to you briefly about this on Monday, <clears throat> and, and I'd love to ask you again, if you don't mind, just just to expand on it. Um, you know, there, there was a, a, a phrase or, or a term that you used with me in, in one of the early Friendship 4 interviews that we did up in the lounge. Um, it was the phrase of social intervention, you know, and that's at the core of, of everything that, that the Belfast Giants do. It's also, for me, at the core of everything that the Odyssey Trust does, because in, right. in the business of entertainment and mass gatherings, you are socially intervening in people's lives. I feel, and I said this to you on Monday, that over this season in particular, there has been an entire new breath of life and a fresh energy about the club, the fan base, uh, the 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 kind of fervent way that the fans are following the team. You look no further than the events at Decathlon, for instance, that I know Simon kind of yeah. emceed and whatever else. It's queued out the door. Anywhere you put the Belfast Giants, it's queued yeah. out the door. Um, yeah. This team has always been very well supported. It's not always just been that passionate. Um, do you feel that there's a new energy this year that something's happening? Well, I think I think I think um, I think there's a there's a pandemic bounce back, Joel. Mm-hmm. I think when you take somebody away, when you take something away from somebody, and then you give them they give them it back, uh, it's then they realise what they've missed. So I think there's an element of that. But I genuinely do. But I mean, the, the clubs the clubs history, and the 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 the, the sort of the. That back, I mean, I love listening to David when he's talking about the Super League and, and you guys were on talking about early players and, and then when we get to Jim's era and we talk about the leagues that were won, the playoffs that were won and cross cups and all that sort of carry on and everything else. Mm. And I and, and, and the platform that that gives us to then build on. Now, we did two things this year that were a gamble. We took away a logo and we put in a new logo. And that could have gone horribly wrong. It could have exploded in their faces. But the thought was that coming out of a pandemic, if there was ever going to be a time that it was to be done, it was there. I think that logo translated into the hearts and minds of the fans. So I think that that logo uh, and the, 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 the sort of the brand identity and strength that comes from its focus helped us. I also think that... Um, the elevation of our comms platform and the and the sort of probably the penny finally dropping with people with newsroom editors 
so that you're not relying on Ringer. You're not relying on Adam. You're not. Re- you're actually. It's the editors are now saying, "What's going on down there? You, you need to. You need to get a handle on on this sport thing because because it's on. It's on. It's on TikTok. It's on Instagram. It's on WhatsApp. It's on Twitter. It's it's it's. I have a I have a a, a thing. Uh, I've I, I, two things that I've done. Um, Irish news traditionally on a Monday, um, right through the season. Reports on Gaelic football. All right. Yeah, we won the Challenge Cup. We got back page in the Irish news. We won the league. We got back page in the Irish news. Right. That's a win. That's a win because that's people starting to recognise now that that's not just that that sport that's played these Belfast. That's not what it's about. What people are now saying is, Jesus, that's the Giants. The Giants are part of our city. The Giants are part of Belfast. Belfast is a city where all of us live and exist, and more importantly, love. So for me, when you're getting mainstream people recognise the fact that we're a part of the fabric of the city, we're doing something right. So what's next? I think it's the <laughs> easiest question yes. because obviously there's like you always, Robert. You've always got plans. You've always got you know, you've always got great ideas moving forward. And you've said you know, the bring back of the friendship for next season is something that I'm really looking forward to. I have to say, but what this team and what what the likes of Adam and Steve have put together these last season and the season before that that we had and the season before that, you know, you we've seen that we can put a great product on the ice. We've also shown in the last while we've got a great product off the ice. Something that I've witnessed this season more when I was able to bring my own kids to the game and I saw what, you know, something that maybe I'd forgotten. That, that well, there's there was a couple of things. More. Okay, so there's a couple of things. So this year, for the first time, we finally convinced our landlord, the Belfast Harbour, to come on board. And they have come on board in spades. Okay? They have sponsored they have sponsored the, um, the Giants. But more importantly, there's a three million pound learning center being developed on our within the w5 footprint this learning center is to give kids in our city a second chance to come back and 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 re-understand what it takes to get on in life we're going to call it life it's going to be learning innovations for everyone and it's going to be built on the success of the ice academy where we can go out and we, I, I i will not use the term that they're referred to because I dislike it. What we're going to do, we're going to try and re-spark young people. We're going to get them sparked to come back into learning and to understand that learning gives them a pathway. And using the giants as a learning conduit within that pathway is something that very few people have. It's not university. It's not education. If kids have to learn how to speak, conduct themselves in audiences, speak in front of people, we'll teach them. So that's happening on the one side. But Paddy, the perennials here, have identified two sites now to build a new ring. And, you know, the, the, the reality of it is pandemic pretty much scuppered the development work that had been done on the first rink because the um, bank at the time had to take a view on what they were going to spend on the pavilion. And they ended up spending the best part of 25 million on the pavilion. So, so, so you're going to be looking at a scenario now in the next, next season, for example, where if you can imagine coming to a Giants game in 2000, where you're going to be coming in and you're going to be competing with, and you're going to be competing with, there's been a monopoly of desolation on the site for years. You're going to be competing with, you know, Cineworld, Hollywood Bowl, nine or 10 different restaurants. 
right? You're going to have the Giants. There'll be a new double, uh, double-storied sports bar built outside our entrance to, to accommodate and work alongside Office. Office in itself was a no-brainer because once you saw the rebrand and once you saw the market opportunity that there was to put a statement piece together that would give us the opportunity to capture fans and to do music, it needed to be done. So, so that's going to happen. But really, at the end of the day, we need to be thinking about a campus. We need to be thinking about a campus where our players are our ambassadors, our, our, our elite league players are our ambassadors. Like, nobody was prouder this year in the CKL and Matt and the two Carters and the two Hamilton twins coming in. Nobody was prouder. Because that's another brick in the wall. That's another piece in the jigsaw. I can now go into the powers that be at my level and say to them, well, what do you mean it's a foreign sport? That we'd ask him to Donald. He's come through the ranks. He's 17 years of age and he's played pro hockey. Come on. So, so the pieces aren't, the journey's not straight. The pieces aren't all, aren't all the same size. But every time, and that's why I keep saying to you guys to keep on doing what you're doing, because every time we get a little piece of um, impetus, we can capitalize on it. And that's the big thing, guys, capitalizing on the impetus that we've created. Now, next year, yes, um, Steve and Adam go off and do their thing now and they recruit and do all their bits and pieces. But Adam's getting very, Adam's starting to look very attractive in the market, you know. Steve's looking very attractive in the market. Eventually, clubs are going to say, "What are they doing over there? And what have they got? What's their magic sauce?" You know. So you've got to you've got to be wary of that. You've also got to worry of the fact this big Simon's come on board has come on board, and he's seeing things from the other side now, and he's starting to realise that the expectations and the demands, and more importantly, the uh, uh, the results that we expect, um, are 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 commensurate with the money that we spend to make sure that we have. The team that we have so it's 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 about getting us to the point where when the stadium uh decision was given all those many years ago the stadium decision that was given was saying well okay we'll fix windsor and we'll fix kingspan and we'll rebuild casement and that's fine <laughs> the next time they have that conversation they better be talking about a rink Robert, listen, we're going to let you go. Really appreciate you coming on and joining us. A fantastic season, both on and off the ice for the Belfast Giants. It's a credit to you and your organisation as to what to, what you were able to achieve. And uh, we really appreciate you joining well, us. Well, just, Paddy, it'd be remiss of me not to say this. And I, I say this to you every time I'm on. <laughs> you guys are part of the family too. You guys do what you do. And I know you get uncomfortable with it. And I know and I know sometimes there's a, a degree of, of sort of, you know, we're not, I mean, I may be relying on it too much, but honestly, we have a conduit. People are watching this tonight. People are watching this and they're seeing four lads sitting in their bedrooms talking about hockey, right? But they're talking about hockey. They're talking about our hockey. They're not talking about anybody else's hockey. And that to me is something that I'll never take for granted. So thank you all for your efforts all season. That's very kind of you, Robert. Thank okay, you very guys. much. Thanks. Thanks, Robert. Bye bye. Big thanks to, 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 to Robert Fitzpatrick for his time. We really appreciate it. And we move on to another man who's been waiting in the wings a bit too long, so we apologise to him. Uh, we, we, we couldn't finish off the season without chatting with the head coach of your Belfast Giants, Mr. Adam Keefe. How are you doing? All good, you guys. How are you guys? All well. Um, your reflection on the weekend, coach? 
Um, I was much happier with the weekend than I was the prior weekend uh, versus Coventry, the quarterfinal. Seemed like a team that we hadn't seen for the majority of the season. Um, and then to come out on Saturday versus Dundee, we looked much more like ourselves. Um, and then Sunday, I thought we played well. We just weren't as sharp uh, as we were on Saturday offensively uh, or just, um, you know, I guess, clinically. And then we made a few uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic mistakes that uh, as soon as we did make them, they end up in the back of our net. And, you know, that's the type of opportunistic team that Cardiff is. And we found that out pretty early in the season as well. Similar type games where we felt we carried the majority of the play, but um, they were very clinical in their finish. Coach, <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit depressed. Um, the, the 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 title of the show there tonight, two out of three ain't bad. And, you know, we'll look back to just talking to Robert there. A year ago, the Odyssey was a, a COVID vaccination centre to come back after what was a pretty torrid two years worldwide to, to take two of the three trophies. We still look back in this season with a lot, a lot of pride. Yeah, I think all of us involved are, are getting a little spoiled here with the the two out of the three were sitting here you know, we want that treble. And I think three years ago, you know, almost a carbon copy of, of that season this year. And I mean, pretty much identical, um, minus the continental cup, but, um, it's hard to, to be disappointed. I mean, you know, we certainly wanted that playoff one and, and we'll keep going until we try and get that treble. Uh, but you know, I, the stand behind the bench of this group this season was pretty special. And it wasn't just me feeling that. I think, you know, I had multiple conversations with the coaching staff and with the, the leadership group and with the players themselves. And everybody just seemed to really enjoy this season. Um, and when you have the majority of the group um, throughout the majority of the year, just just really happy, just positive and happy and getting the results as well, um, makes it a lot easier for the eight months because the eight months is is a long grueling eight months that uh, you have to try and stay focused and and try and stay consistent and and that's not an easy thing to do in this league when everybody's trying to do that um you just mentioned there standing behind the bench we'll, we'll forgive you that one time when you fell off it um but <laughs> the, somebody uh, was gonna bring it up the whole the whole season itself has, has been absolutely phenomenal and and we look at Monday night and we look at the turnout of over a thousand fans coming into to the awards night at the arena. Um, and, you know, the, the, you look at the awards that were handed out and, and one of the ones that I always look at is, is the coaches award because at the end of the day, you know, uh, I didn't, I actually forgot to say it at the time. It's more like a teacher's pet type award. Um, but there was so many people that could have won that coaches award. What was the one factor that, that sort of pushed you towards Mark Cooper? Uh, first of all, you're right. There could have been a lot of players that won that award this year. Um, we, we, like I said, we, we liked everybody on that roster. There was no bad eggs in that room. Um, but Mark Cooper in particular was just overly positive throughout the season. You've seen him on his best nights. You know, he was an absolute beast out there scoring big goals. And he was a nightmare for the other team. Uh, not just physically, but also for the other team's goaltender. I mean, I've never seen a, 
a net front presence um, quite as good as Mark has been this season for us on the power play and five on five. We, I mean, I'd love to go back and take a look at all of his contributions um, on the score sheet and see which ones centered around him standing directly in front of the goalie. And I'll guarantee there's a lot of them. Um, but not just that. I mean, he, he's he's a he's a very coachable person. You know, he he wants to learn. He's willing to bring ideas to the table, and a lot of them that I did use. So I learned I learned from Mark Cooper this season. I think he'd be a fantastic coach one day. I think he's got the leadership qualities. He's got the passion. Um, <clears throat> the players just seem to gravitate towards him, and he keeps the the mood in the dressing room very light. I think that. Uh, he did a fantastic job this year, um, and to me, you know, I, he was my coach's player from the one that I picked, but I also asked the other coaches um, who would they have selected, and they hands down selected Mark Cooper as well. So, um, you know, I knew that it was the right choice. Uh, coach, with, with the dust barely settled on the season, I'm not going to start probing about signings, but um, this is obviously a yeah. CHL. <laughs> we'll ask for the exclusive before he goes. This is obviously a CHL summer. Um, you know, and, and it was the running joke on Monday night. You know, people are down about off season, but it's only 12 weeks until we're looking to put a team back on the ice, and and that's without kind of preseason games. What does a what does a short turnaround like that look like for you? Uh, is is it good in that the CHL is a carrot to dangle to players for the opportunity to play on that stage? in Europe um, or, or is it a bit of a nightmare with that added time pressure to put a roster together? Uh, I think more so the time that it shortened the summer is the fact that we started late. Um, was that, we, we normally start around start of August regardless anyways and not so much this year but uh, in seasons past that's when we start. So the Champions League obviously we'll, we'll have more games in there and we'll have to probably add a few uh, friendly matches to try and prepare for Champions League. But it, it certainly is a much shorter summer because of the fact that we started late because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, the Champions League itself will be, it's certainly going to be a shorter summer for me because I'm obviously about to go over and join GB as well, which won't end until the end of May. So you're, you're looking at a June, July off and then, well, when I say off, basically recruiting. Um, and then start right back up August with the apartments and the ice. And so it, it is certainly this summer is going to go by fast. But the Champions League is definitely a, a nice carrot to, to dangle in front of uh, potential newcomers and, and guys who who we want to return here. I mean, I think that everybody is excited to play in the Champions League, excited about that prospect. And as we've seen two years ago, um, you know, we feel that, you know, with a little bit of luck in the draw and and the right group of guys, um, we could do a little bit of damage in that Champions League. Um, you know, and I guess dare to dream. We're going to pull one or, one or two questions just from people who are watching live. One from Kevin Madden saying, Coach, you obviously had expectations for each team member and what, and what you wanted them to bring. Who's massively exceeded those expectations that you had during recruitment? Um... It's definitely put me on the spot, but I think there's quite a few guys who definitely uh, exceeded the expectations. I would say we knew Scott Conway would be a good player. We didn't quite know how much of an impact he would have, and especially in the big moments. Um, we knew J.J. Picknich would be a good player, but you know, I, I, I would be lying if I said I thought that 
the pair of them would each have close to 100 points or, or around 100 points or or I think Scott finished with 100 points. Um, so I think like you know those two in particular had, had very big years. I thought we we seen David Goodwin coming in halfway the year prior, but we hadn't seen a full season out of him. And I think um, you know that line obviously clicked from day one and, and exceeded everybody's expectations. Um, another guy that that I really think probably exceeded my expectations was it's just funny that you just popped his name up there. Jeff, Jeff Baum, um, yeah. we weren't quite sure as a, as a first year pro, what we were getting, the references were great. Um, but he came in and I think right from the first weekend, we knew we had a player, um, player. and yeah. not just that though, he, he, he's another guy that guys kind of gravitate towards, you know, he's just very positive, very, he's very coachable he listens uh, he wants to be better he wants to help the team he wants to help in the community he just fits the mold of the belfast giant one last question as well for me is the fact that obviously you know mac and kel and these guys coming through how much pride does that instill it's funny it's one of the questions come up in the comments you know, instilling a sense of pride and a sense of motivation but when you've get these guys coming off from dundonald and and they step in and mac getting a goal and kel doing so well you know and and, and the hamels you know what what do you take away from that as a coach? Well, it's funny that's coming off the, the back of the expectations, exceeding expectations yeah. question, because if I'm honest, I, you know, I, thought, I thought Mac and Kel were, were just going to practice with us this season. And, you know, I thought they would get plenty of experience from that and plenty of, um, I guess, you know, they would learn a lot from the group just from practicing with us. Um, you know, and I, I will credit uh, Taff for being on the ball and he had all our kit ready for them from day one and through the injuries and through uh, the start of our season with all the injuries it just made sense to have them on the bench just in case we needed them and because this team you know at times this year we controlled a lot of hockey games it gave me the opportunity to, to, to give those players a look and when I did I thought they exceeded the expectations of what I went into the season. Um, so it really opened my eyes into what's possible for the youth here in Belfast. And, and you know, it doesn't just stop at Mac and Kill. Obviously, they have done great, but the Hamill brothers as well. And, um, you know, I, I talked to Stewie about some of the younger age groups that are coming through as well. And, you know, you, you don't, I mean, obviously, we, everybody here says this is not a development league. And it's, it's not, it, you know, especially when you're here, like in the me, I'm solely focused on winning first and that is it. And I'll tell you that to your face. So, um, but <laughs> when you have the likes of Kel and Matt come in here, um, it certainly, it certainly kind of puts that, puts them higher up on my priority list and certainly two players. Um, and now even the Hamill brothers as well, that, you know, I want to, try to develop them whenever I can uh, offer that help. I certainly want to do so. And and if we could ever have them here long-term as, as Belfast Giants, obviously that would be a huge success. Well, Coach, listen, you, you've heard it from everybody. You've, you've just heard it from the CEO of the LC Trust. Your stock is no doubt high. Your success is so, superb, absolutely phenomenal, considering what you've done with not just this team, 
But you know, back to back titles, back to back. No, I'm sorry, not back to back challenge cups. The Steelers won the challenge cup, didn't they? But you, know, but back to back titles, you know, and and getting us to the the, the uh, playoff finals and and everything that's come with it. It's been absolutely superb from a personal point of view. Uh, on a view from the bridge here, we'd like to thank you for the time you spent uh, doing interviews with us, both on the podcast and post game with with Joel and with Says. Um, we look forward. To, uh, we look forward to w- what next season brings with the CHL. Absolutely, um, David, like to wish you well with GB. And, uh, <laughs> Nicely handled, Patrick. <laughs> Sorry, did you watch Ireland in the development cup? Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Where was that? The <laughs> but listen, we really appreciate the time and congratulations on what's been an absolutely superb season. <laughs> And uh, no doubt we'll speak over the summer. No problem, guys. I appreciate what you guys do for the club. Um, and just to echo, obviously, what Robert said, I was watching in the background. It's very, very important what you guys do for us. And, and I'm a fan of the show myself. So thank you, guys. And um, obviously, I'll probably be seeing you guys over the summer there before we get started. And maybe I can leak you some signings. <clears throat> Fantastic. We look forward to that. Thanks, Coach. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. No Cheers. Big thanks to, to Adam Keith for his time, been been brilliant. And, and that's, you know, three back-to-back interviews there with key guys and in involved in the Belfast Giants. We're very, we're very humbled to be able to bring you guys watching on those interviews and listening in on the podcast, those interviews to close out our season. And a big thanks to those guys for taking the time to, to come on and to join us. Um, we've got a couple of things to do just before we round out this show. One of them is to share with you who was the winner of the KOTG MVP award. Um, it's going to come as no surprise, really. Uh, I think it was 3,600 people, just over 3,600 people voted in it. And guess what? It was Tyler Beskarowani, 3,670 people, and he got it with 57% wow. of the vote. Um, no real, no real, uh, no real surprise there, Davey. No, um, back to back winner. It's, it's fabulous. Look, like he's. You talk about winning championships, and championships are generally won by great goaltenders, good defense, and then your forwards decide by how much you win those key games. You know, you look down those stats, and you know, I think um, coach talked about JJ and Collins and around 100 points each, and David Goodwin, 80 odd points. Coops coming up with the list goes on, Coops with about 30 goals, Soise with 20 goals, Jordan Boucher. Ton of goals. You could go right down that that team and um and find good candidates for a player of the year. But you know it, it, you can't look past Tyler Beskarani's numbers. His numbers are like I was looking at them the other day. I was talking to Simon. It's like nine twenty seven. See a percentage over now two full seasons. I think it was Simon sent you a stat chart. It's something like seventeen shutouts, one point eight six goals against average or something. The teams are having to. We're we're only having to score two goals to win games. Okay, somebody somebody from Cardiff will be watching. Hi, Cardiff fans. Well, we'll um, come on later on saying, "Oh, we scored six. But generally, you know, this season, two goals is winning us games. Okay, we went on and won goals by lots. But those close games, those one goal games, we're they're turning our way because we've got such good goaltending. And don't take anything away from Besco was able to have twenty nights off this season because we had a, a really excellent backup, and his success is tempered with. The success of having a good backup and a good third goalie and, and Andrew Dixon away with Team Ireland. We wish him well there as well this week. You know, but for me, I talked this about it to Simon last week. 
Tyler Beskowani was my MVP for the season, though I could have picked a handful of players that would have been really, really um, worthy recipients too. Simon? Um, he's been absolutely outstanding. It's that simple. You know, we, we had a conversation at the weekend with a, with a fan. Um, I've seen a couple of other people posting it, and I know this is going to be controversial because it's been, we've talked about it on numerous occasions over the last few years. And we talked about when we sat down and did the, the, uh, the best starting lineup for the Belfast Giants during COVID. Besco's been, is, has been our best goalie ever. Now, yes, we've talked about longevity with regards to Stephen Murphy, who was absolutely brilliant for us. We talk about one seasons with regards to, you know, Clampa, and there's there's other guys with a couple of seasons like Menard and, and back. And uh, we've we've been blessed with so many good goaltenders down the years. Besco's been the best ever. He's been absolutely lights out the whole way down the stretch. You know, you sort of with Besco about a month ago or six weeks ago. Uh, I remember Adam sitting down with him um, and saying to him, right, we've got this many games. You're going to play this, this, this many games. Um, Jackson will be looking to play this. Um, you, we need you dialed in. It's that simple. And when he's dialed in, he's absolutely lights out. And he was dialed in the whole way down the stretch. You know, we, we talk about Sunday, obviously, it was maybe one game too many. And they get two empty netters, makes the score look as if it's, you know, blown out of proportion. But um, he, he's been absolutely phenomenal and, and thoroughly deserves um, that accolade of MVP um, of uh, ABFTB again. Joel. Can't put it better in terms of the on ice uh, sort of exploits uh, than, than the boys there. Um, somebody that, you know, most valuable player to me as well is, is somebody that contributes culturally and contributes as, as part of the fabric of the team. And if you've spent any time with Tyler Beskarwani, you would know he's just. Uh, just a, a big, chill, happy, positive guy. He's, he's someone who positively contributes to the culture on and off the ice, and I'm sure in in the locker room as well with the with the boys. Um, yeah, look, I, and I, I mean, some of the things that he can do uh, is, is they're just supernatural. You know, some some of that I go back to that. Uh, the, the was it the transition left with the with the leg save and then the diving paddle save back to back and then makes his way back over get back was that in Sheffield or somewhere I can't even remember at this point the things that I have seen that big man do are absolutely supernatural um, and, and yeah look I, I I'm going to agree with says you know certainly uh, the best I've ever seen um, you know and again tip my cap to Stephen Murphy who's who's superb won championships did it all Giants legend um, Tyler Beskarani is supernatural. Patty, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna come to Paddy. Before I come to Paddy, Neil, the coach Russell, formerly from this party's coined um coops, but about mid-October, early November, MVP. MVP, and he has battered that drum consistently every time Coops reverses that big rear end in the blue paint. He texts me MVP. Yeah, three times on Saturday. It got it different directions, up and down, MVP. I wasn't but anyway. Um, you know, so big, big, big shout out to Coops. And we spoke to a member says on Sunday night, because I've seen somebody pointing there, has Davy announced um Coops is coming back? No, it wasn't. I was saying that we had that discussion with Coops, and I said, You're 20. Don't be old and cynical like me and look back, enjoy your youth, keep playing. See you in August. That was a Hope to see you in August. It wasn't so announcing nothing, but let's hope that big man's back. I met his dad for the first time on the internet on on Saturday <laughs> in, in our Uber. In our Uber after our Dundee win, back to the hotel. They got Randy on the phone. Another Randy boy. Really nice family. Coops is a really nice fella from Balamina, obviously one of our own. So let's hope he's back. But Patty, your MVP. 
I uh, listen. Tyler Beskarowani, there's no surprise that Tyler Beskarowani has now won back-to-back Kingdom of the Giants MVP awards. And in both of those seasons, he's won league trophies and challenge cups because he is undoubtedly, for me, technically the best goalkeeper we've ever had. I agree, Stephen Murphy, longevity, what he meant to the club, what he achieved with the club was absolutely stunning. But Tyler Beskarowani in two seasons, you can see why he was DEL goalkeeper of the year when he was there. How he ended up in Edinburgh, I have no idea. The fact that we were able to take him in here and turn him and, and turn him into a title winner with, with the Belfast Giants is something that I'm massively grateful for because he is just a superb goal, superb goalkeeper. You add in the fact what you guys have already said. The personality of the guy's nice. The personality of the guy is second to none. He's always got a smile on his face. He's always chilled as anything when he's not playing. And let's be fair, when when he's been stood there, and a lot of times we've been dominating up the ice, he's had a lot of thinking time. And the fact that he can switch (laughs) himself, he can switch himself back on again, and he's just you know his head is totally in the game is is excellent. He's obviously had the added um, the added responsibility this season uh, as an assistant coach. Um, on the you know, Hannah has been on the bench with Kiefer and at least when he's not been playing, but you can't take away from the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves, both defensively from a Belfast Giants perspective and with regards to shots on goal. And you know, I, Davy, you'd know better than I. Have we ever conceded fewer goals in a season than we have in a regular season than we have this season? Because that's both on the day, but also massively on Tyler Beskrow and, and the and the, and the work he's put in with um, Jackson Whistle. And with uh, with Deco, you know, we were blessed this season to have such such a good um, setup in goals. But Tyler Beskarowani, very very deserving. And you know, like I say three and a half thousand people, over three and a half thousand people voted in this poll, uh, and uh, he received fifty seven over half of the votes. And yes, uh, the comment there from from our good friend Mr. Lynch asking will he be receiving one of the uh, one of the the nice crystal trophies, which he already owns one, and yes, he'll be receiving a second one. Um, congratulations to Tyler Bresker, the 2021-2022 King of the Giants Most Valuable Player. Uh, onwards with a bit of news. There's a bit of news today as well. Yeah, well, uh, real quick, boys. Uh, a man who's no longer our friend. Can we get <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him in just a second. First mm-hmm. of all, the uh, mentioned earlier with, with the coach, Champions Hockey League draw, uh, the group stage draw for the 22-23 CHL season will be held on the 25th of May, 2022. So if you're out in the hockey wilderness right now, get that in your calendar. It's going to be taking place at the IIHF World Championship out in Finland. Um, and I had to do a bit of Googling to figure out what time it would actually start. I'm fairly confident it's 3 o'clock UK slash Northern Ireland slash Ireland time. Um, the live show will be broadcast on both the CHL website and on the league's official social media channels. <clears throat> Playing dates for the CHL season have also been published on the CHL website. Um, it's going to start with a first round of group stage games on the 1st of September and finish with the one game final on the 18th of February, 2023. Um, for Yeah, let's 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 talk about Nottingham. Um, after announcing on Monday that they parted ways with director of hockey Guy Doucette, the Nottingham Panthers have officially unveiled their new CEO, uh, former friend of the show and former Dundee Stars head coach and, uh, and GM Omar Pasha. 
the newly created Panthers CEO role will allow Omar to oversee both the off-ice and on-ice activities of the Panthers. One of his first key tasks will be the appointment of a new Panthers head coach for next season. And that announcement is expected to be made in the coming weeks, if you believe the Panthers website. Um, Neil Black, Panthers chairman, said, we're thrilled to have Omar on board. He did a terrific job with Dundee. His drive, passion and enthusiasm will really kickstart our desire to climb back on top of the Elite League Summit after a number of years in the wilderness, which has been hilarious uh can't move past this without getting your take boys obviously friend of the show friend of the boys um how, how do you feel can i go to davy first please patty <laughs> absolutely davy how do you feel about your friend omar pasha uh heading off there into into custard land look it's it's not something that i'm ever gonna wish him well for let's be honest I hate the panthers um that won't ever change um 22nd of october 2003 you know it's been a long time um, yeah. look we we absolutely love Pash. He's a great guy. Nothing but good things to say about him, but never forgive, never forget, lads. Move on. He truly lives by it. Any other takes on Pash's new role? You know what? I think he'll he'll it's one of those ones where I'm I'm sort of glad he's not coaching. Or well, at the <laughs> minute he's not coaching. Um, because he's always sort of you know, he's done really well against us over the years. Um, both for like so Hull, he's got results, he's got results for Manchester, he's got results for Dundee. Um, but you know, again, I, I hate them all. I'm not I'm not just <laughs> um I just, it's all about it's all about Belfast and and uh again he's a real good guy. We, we had a conversation with him at the weekend. You know, we, we we're, there's obviously a lot of speculation about who the coach is gonna be. One thing that I did see at the weekend talking a lot to him was Neil Russell. So, you know, he might be looking a spot as a head coach now and he's done everything else. So um that might be just an EIHL rumor thrown out there. <laughs> well i don't know maybe he, i don't see it being good form he's certainly not watching this live and looking at the score in madrid he'll definitely want in good form um my point my take let's not talk about oh um, <laughs> nice. he deserves it uh, you know, yeah, I, mean, I think that, you know, from Hull to Manchester to Dundee and, and the work that he went and he moved upstairs in Dundee, did a good job. There you are, you have the Dundee Stars playing us in the semi-final of the uh, of the playoffs, knocking Sheffield out. Uh, do you, if, if you remember, the Sheffield fans used to take the mick out of Pash for him never being able to get a win over Sheffield. And in his final home game in as a, as a Dundee Stars coach, he knocks them out of the playoffs. You know, the guy has done a phenomenal job. His work with Dundee University, uh, he's been lecturing there with regards to sports. He deserves this opportunity. Um, and no, uh, do I wish him well? I wish him well in what he does with regards to his successes off the ice. I hope it, I hope the team are an absolute failure on the ice, complete and utter. And you know, but, but you know, that's just from a sporting yeah. perspective. I don't think he'd see, any less of you. Yeah, he knows. I've told him this already. Yeah, <laughs> please, please, please that um, I'm very pleased to get this opportunity, and uh, you, you want to see you want to see friends do well, and um, to an extent, I hope he does. Perfectly put. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, talking about moves, uh, Manchester Storm's Ryan Fennerty will step back from his role as head coach to concentrate on being the team's general manager from next season onwards. He said, I feel this is the right time for me to step away from the bench. All coaches within any league have a shelf life and it's a decision that will better our, quote, wonderful club. The dual role of head coach and GM has been taxing, particularly in recent times, and I'm confident in my decision to fully focus on expanding our off-ice positions. Says he's excited about his new role and the challenge it brings, and he feels strongly about their chances of accomplishing great things with a freshly built roster next season. Um, so all the best upstairs to 
thinner. Um, something, I, and obviously, apologies, missed last week's show, um, but I'm just chucking it in in case it didn't get covered, that uh, GB head coach Pete Russell has been named head coach of the Dells Augsburg Panthers after a very good three years in Dell 2, um, where he achieved three top three finishes with two teams and nominations for head coach of the year in every one of those seasons, winning in 2020. You can't understate, boys, and, and I know, Patty, you're a particularly big fan of, of the Dell and German hockey and your ice barn. Um, you can't understate how, how class it is that a, a, you know, a UK head coach has taken on the, the mantle of, a, of the Augsburg Panthers head coach. Uh, you know, it's brilliant that you, you saw Paul Thompson headed that way and try to get up and you saw, you've seen you uh, the likes of um, we call him Rob Wilson go from Newcastle into, into, and you saw Dave Whistle go into into German hockey as well. I think for, for Pete Russell, it's a brilliant move. And like we remember going to Augsburg a few years ago. It's a great rink. It's a lovely town. Uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed my time there when we played them in the in the CHL. Uh, great set of fans. The fans. I, I was thinking about this earlier as well. You know, I remember the fans coming up in, in the period break, the Belfast Giants fans, and handing them tokens for free beers. That was very welcome. But it goes to show <laughs> what sort of an organization these were branded tokens. So you know, you see what sort of an organization he's moving into. A lovely rink and more power to him. It's a brilliant, brilliant opportunity for him. And again. Given what he's done in DL2, it's very well deserved. And I think no be- no per- person better to speak about this than his good friend Simon Kitchen. He's a top lad. Um, mm-hmm. He popped into the suite where we were uh, watching the game from him. Was it Saturday? I think it might have been Saturday. Late Saturday, yeah. Um, and I uh, wish him good luck. And and you know what? I think it'll be will he will be a success. He's just sort of. I agree. I agree. You know, you know there, there's there's guys out there. I've seen one of his ex players. I think it was Ben Meisner. Um, Great tweet, yeah. Uh, he sent tweets out the other day about being the best coach he's ever played for. I've known Pete since he was 15. Um, and uh, you can, he, he's built this whole way up from, uh, he used to, obviously he used to be a goalie. Um, and uh, there's not that many goalies go into coaching. There's, there's a few, but there's not a hell of a lot. Um, but uh, I, I do think it'll be a huge success there. He's, what he's done for for GB from from the underage levels the whole way up to 21s, right the whole way to the senior level and, and keeping them, in the, the top level of the hockey now for okay, COVID's helped, but for three years, um, and uh, they're going to be, have a tough, tough task this year for sure. But uh, I think it, I wish them the best luck with Team GB, and I wish them the best luck with Augsburg as well. And the other I'd just love to hear one of Pete Russell's um team talks in Germany. <laughs> yeah. uh, text Saturday. him and ask him Chat, please just chat, the chatting to him chatting to him on saturday talking scottish so i'd love to hear that and <laughs> you know what I, I think what we'll do is i'll reach out to him and see if we can get him on um at the start of next season um, i don't think i think he'll come on i don't think it'll be a problem are oxburg in the chl will we get them again <laughs> i don't think so i, I did ask them here I asked, I asked um, Steve that the other night, but they're not there. The um, it's game four tonight between uh, Ice Barn and, uh, and Red Bull. Ice Barn just need one more to be the Deutsche Meister. Anyway, oh, sorry, oh. sorry, Joel. Um, so yeah, the last thing I've got really, Paddy, is to rattle through the EHL and the Belfast Giants Award recipients. I don't know if you have graphics for this or if you'd like me to just yes, pop our own through. Which one do you want um, first? EHL Awards, first of all. Um, Can we talk about one of them? Yeah, I think we're going to. I think that's the only reason I threw it into the news tonight. Uh, if you've got the graphic there. Um, so the EHL award winners this year, season MVP uh, has was JJ Pekinich. 
Um, the coach of the year was Adam Keefe. You might notice a theme here. The goalie of the year was Tyler Betts-Gorani. <laughs> the defenseman of the year was Griffin Reinhardt. The forward of the year was JJ Pickenich. And the recipient of the Prevent a Giants Whitewash Award was Robert Dowd um, before Young British Player of the Year, Cardiff's Josh Waller. Um, also, real quick, your all-star teams, line one and line two. You again might notice the theme. Tyler Betts-Gorani in goal, Griffin Reinhardt, Guilford's Jamal Watson, and JJ Pickenich, Scott Conway, and Mark Olivier Valorant from Sheffield. All-star line two was uh, your friend of mine, Matt Carruth from Cardiff and goal, Dean Todd from Sheffield, Matt Register from Cardiff, Charlie Combs, who I absolutely love, um, and I'm not, I don't think I'm alone in that, Brady Reid from Cardiff, and Mathieu Oua from Glasgow. Um, and those were your EIHL awards. I wonder if there's anything in particular that uh, sticks out to you there, buddy. Or what nonsense is that? <laughs> you can't, you can't put Scott Conway in the in line one of an All Star team and then claim then claim Robert Dowd as the British Player of the Year. And I think the the fact that the the Elite League came straight out to qualify why that was or how that was chosen told the story <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Um, shall I move on, boys? Yeah, I'm gonna move on. No, hold on. How come David Gubin and Mark Cooper aren't in the talk for the second all-star lineup? This even the first all-star lineup, how they are not anywhere near the second lineup is absolutely baffling for me. I really just don't get it at all. I feel that some of those names were thrown in to prevent it being an all giants, honestly. Like I mean that's it doesn't matter. The whole point of it is it's called all star. We agree. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Um, in other news, your Belfast Giants award winners uh, presented ably by Mr. Simon Kitchen on Monday night in the arena. And honestly, before we hit those, a tip of the cap to everybody involved um, in putting that night together. That was pro stuff. That was unbelievable to get over a thousand people in our own arena with a proper like LED screen, the full production. Absolutely awesome. Um, nobody does it better than, than our ops team. Um, so there you go. You see it on screen. Demon of the Year, uh, Griffin Reinhardt. Forward of the Year, Scotty Conway. Unsung Hero was given to Jeff Baum. Top point scorers were given to Scott Conway and JJ Pickenich as joint winners. The President's Award um, uh, named after our lifetime president, Jim Gillespie, and presented by the one and only John Small went to David Goodwin. Uh, the OSC chose their Young Player of the Year under 25 as JJ Pickenich. The OSC Player of the Year was Scott Conway. The Ian Barton Award, which I thought was an absolutely beautiful moment for uh, for Ian Barton, who, who sadly passed away um, and was was uh, the, the award was described as uh, you know the the epitome of hard work um, and a beautiful moment with uh, with the late Ian's wife on stage with with the winner Ben Lake. Um, really, really nice touch and, and a lovely way for the trust to remember to remember someone who meant an awful lot to everybody. Uh, Coach's Player of the Year was given to Mark Cooper. Uh, Players Player of the Year. Uh, voted for by the boys was JJ Pickenich, fans' favorite, uh, receiving a standing ovation and giving everybody a very detailed health update was Kevin Rain. And your most valuable player uh, for your Belfast Giants this year was Tyler Beskarwani. But super night, really lovely way to end the season in our own building. Uh, a lot of memories made in there this year, and, and it was a lovely way to close it. And uh, that's your news, Patrick Smith. Thank you very much, Joel Neil, and uh, ably, ably done. And yes, congratulations to everybody who won those awards. And uh, like I say, just quick on what you said there with regards to the setup i was getting messages back from likes of, of karen lynch and, and other guys who were at, at that and years gone by we've had dinners and whatever but you know, and certain people were able to go to dinners and that's been a great setup i think what we had there on monday night was outstanding 
was really inclusive. You saw how many people there enjoying themselves. As always, likes the visuals and stuff. Likes the Neil Whiteside looks superb. And uh, you know, and who better to DMC the event than Mister Simon Kitchen? But you know, says from your point of view, how did you feel it went? Um, I could have done with an X on the stage. Does that mean a word? He did well. Neil, Neil Whiteside said to me before, um, he said, look, this is where I want you to stand. Now, there, that was a massive, massive stage. And, you know, you you, you watch these, um, you know, these stage shows or theatre shows, like say, Bill Bailey was there on Saturday night. Um, and that setup was basically, a, the stage was brought a little bit further forward for our gig. But it, it, in the ops team did a brilliant job to set up, as Joel says, they, you know, James and, David Lamont, uh, Claire Cosgrave, the leader, and, and um, Lisa McNally, they did a brilliant job in there. It just goes, so so much of it goes unnoticed. But to put the whole thing together um, and have 1,100 people in the building, um, you know, we, we brought our sponsors on, we put them in the, the Heineken Green Room. Uh, everybody had a brilliant night. Um, but uh, again, it, it's, it was just fantastic. And it was a good crack, you know, I had the, the, the host it as well, sort of, um, I wouldn't say last minute. I knew about it tail end last week, but um, you know, it, it's uh, we ex in the stage for next year uh, for where to stand. Would have been a lot better. Just you know, it's uh, your your camera side where where Neil had a fixed camera, it wasn't roving. Um, but um, yeah, really, really good night. And I, you know, you you always have somebody garnering about something. I never seen one negative comment the whole week or whole week, the whole night itself. Um, the, the challenge that we had afterwards, you know, when you've got 1,100 people and at least 95% of them wanted to speak to the players and get their autographs, <laughs> and the queue was mental. I've it was absolutely like it. mental. Over two and hours. Fair play to the players. You know, we, we told we asked the players to give us an hour <clears> after <throat> after the um, after the, the, the awards itself to sign autographs. And the majority of them stayed. One or two had to go because they'd already flights so out. Um, uh, but the majority of them stayed and signed everybody for autographs so big big pat in the back to them big tip of the cap as joel would say uh to those guys um and the fans were brilliant you know they were absolutely brilliant all face was open a bit of entertainment in there um it, it was a just a really brilliant night and i think that's from from the the comments that came out i think that's going to be the way forward um uh, every single year brilliant brilliant right i'm going to close up we're going to have uh, any other business in just a second but i be honest with me not to finish this up and wrap this up, gentlemen, without going through you one by one and asking in what such a successful season, what would you, when you look back at the 2021 2022 season, what one moment are you going to remember the most? I'm going to pause <laughs> and I am going to start with you, David, because I always do. Um, I was talking earlier there and, and coming out of, I, I know this is going to sound cheesy and cliche and stuff coming out of the the COVID pandemic it was about getting the experience some of the things that we got the experience with the people that I love spending time with the most and we are so spoiled from where we started this podcast whatever you've been doing probably 15 plus years whatever I don't know whether I'm probably 10 10 plus years now easy um and our our sort of access would be a better way of putting it that we get now compared to what we did 15 years ago we are blessed that we're able to go down the locker room and we're able to make friendships with some of these guys that come and represent our team and our city and to get a get a hug off kevin rain on the ice after the the challenge cup final to be in the tunnel and mark cooper coming off the ice and give me a big hug and and 
yes, David, we've won, you know, little moments like that will live with me for a long time, if not forever, to be on first name terms with a few guys and be friends with them is, is a real blessing. But as I say, to spend time with them, to spend time with Taff, with Sez, with you, Joel, I just love what we do because I get to spend time with people that I really enjoy spending time with and talking about a team I love. So those moments, not necessarily winning, winning the Cups is what it's all about. Hanging the banners. I've said this ad infinitum over the years I've been doing this. It's about hanging banners, about make, but it's about making memories. And Joel always comes back. He's, 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 he's coined me saying that before. So we've hung banners, we've made memories and what a season, boys. What a season. Paddy, that's a definitive answer, isn't it, really? <laughs> like, it how is. do you follow that? It is. <laughs> I, I, let's see, Simon. Paddy, it's just really hard to put one moment from the season, mm. um, like a defining moment or one of my favourite moments. There's been so many good ones. Um, you know, Challenge Cup game in our own building, um, you know, winning that in overtime. Um Running down the stairs faster than I've ever got down the stairs before. Davey, I'll catch the money that. Um, <laughs> I, I think like, it was, I think I it was remember, I remember how quickly you were down the stairs in Cardiff when we beat Guildford. But it's, yeah. Yeah. It was down, down <laughs> there. There's more stairs from level two to get down to, to, um, to get down the ice level at the arena. So it was down there just as quick. Quite um, a job. Defibrillator on the on cars. Like, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but um, you know, there's been so many. Um, I mean, lucky enough to be in the room. Um, after the Challenge Cup, when Adam was having the speech, was probably yeah. one of the yeah. key moments. Um, yeah, and I'm lucky enough that again, I'm involved with the club on a daily basis now, and uh, you know, I get to see behind the scenes. And you know, I got a call last night or yesterday, literally just finishing work in the office last yesterday, and and uh, um, asked if I could, you know, get up at three thirty this morning to take the van to take some of the boys to the airport. That's not one of my favourite moments. Um, I, I'm absolutely knackered right now. I had a nap earlier on, and to be honest, I could have slept the whole way through tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we've been very, very lucky this year with regards to some some fantastic players who will go down in history uh, as Belfast Giants. And and you know, when we look back at the weekend there, and you know, we we know that we're not going to bring all these players back next year. Um, you know, there yes, there'll hopefully be a few guys back and. Uh, Steve and Adam will work their magic with regards to new players to coming in, um, but uh, it's it's we're we're very very lucky. This Belfast Giants team are as good as what we have been this year, and um, and another two trophies, five out of the last ten, um, or five out of the last nine actually, uh, being handed out as uh, um, you know that's it, it's pretty special. So uh, everybody involved, all the fans have been great. You know, even on Monday night. You're walking out and people are coming up asking for a photograph. You're sitting like, hey, I want to do a podcast. I, you know, I'm a bit like Davey. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> you know. sort of nodding. Yep, that's okay. The team trooper coming over to me and wanting photographs and some of the kids and, and people saying, you know, you, you they, they just didn't get a chance to get to the games as, as often as they could this year. And and um, to watch it on the webcast was, was and like you guys say to me all the time about, you know, we, you don't get a chance to get over to the games, obviously. And, and without the webcast and, and without everybody, because... I'm lucky enough where I'm, I'm front and facing with the webcast, but there's so many people behind the scenes, uh, like in David Lowry, Neil. Uh, we know we've done a production meeting there at five o'clock every uh, game, so you have two hours prep for the for the sh- well, for the show to a certain extent. And um, when you put all that together, it's 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 just it's a massive team effort, um, and there's so many people 
that I don't want to single one person out. Steve said this the other night, apart from Stan Lang, you don't want to single one company out because you'll always forget somebody and then somebody, oh, what about him or what about him? There's there's so many brilliant volunteers at the at the SSA arena. There's so many people that put so much effort in um, for the boys on the ice. And Steve's always talking about that extra 1%. If we can get that extra 1% and everything we do, it makes us better. So it's um, it's been a very, very, very busy year, uh, both on the ice and off the ice. Um, and I've seen Ross Manley coming up there saying, oh, I'll keep this going. Ross, it's not going to happen. I'm taking it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, need a break. Um, you know, you, you need, we talk about it's 12 weeks until we're back on the ice again. Or 12, 13 weeks, I think it is, that we're back on the ice. Um, I love going away on holiday in August. I've always loved going in August. Can't get a holiday this year. Newport's going. I'm going in July. But that's not <laughs> I like going in August. Oh, sorry. Sorry for so, your trouble, mate. It's been, it's Probably been be in Portugal's day week, will you? No, next Sunday. Um, right, thanks. For, I forgot about that. Thanks, Debbie. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, where where we are, and 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 doing what we do for the for the for the club and for and for the fans and for ourselves as well, we'll have a bit of crack. But uh, Tuesday nights are. I'm looking forward to. I know it's Wednesday before anybody says, but um, I'm looking forward to getting my Tuesday nights back for for a while and um, and maybe get the the golf sticks out and go and have a a bit of crack there as well. Joel. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can obviously look at all of the all nice moments. Uh, you know, the the Challenge Cup final was special. The the atmosphere in that arena that night was spectacular, uh, absolutely spectacular. Uh, I said to Robert that night that uh, on the ice, actually, um, which is a, a lovely privilege that I never take for granted that we get to go down and kind of watch that happen. I said to him that there was not a single person of the, that seven thousand and whatever. Nobody left that building that night and went. Yeah, that was all right. We'll probably go again. Every single person left that building buzzing. And I'm telling you, something special is going on with this club right now. I feel a new energy about it. Um, but the question was what I'll take away. The, the thing that I'll keep uh, with me this year specifically, especially post-pandemic and stuff, um, and at the risk of sounding twee, it's the the kindness and the generosity and the time that people who listen to, to our wee podcast have given to us this year. Um, you know, we've talked a few times just about how the move to YouTube and, and being on video and, and the ability to, to communicate directly with people who take the time to, to watch the show. Um, I've, I've really, really noticed it. And, and hopefully you boys did too, whenever you were over for the Challenge Cup final, just in your conversations with people and people that are kind enough to stop and say that they enjoy it and stuff. Um, you know, it's 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 something that, that I think makes me feel really humble, just that people take time out of their day to check it out and, and to spend time with us and to talk to us. Um, and I'm just really, really grateful for that. I just, I just really feel it this year, and, and um, I think it's really class because um, I'm certainly no special. Um, I don't know if you boys think you are or not. I mean, <laughs> but I'm certainly no special, and it's just, it's just really special and really lovely that people take the time to, to sort of uh, keep in touch with us and, and get involved in, in what should be their platform throughout the year. So I'm taking that away this year, and I'm really grateful for it. I'm going to, I've got a bit of a spiel at the end saying thanks to people. So I'm going to put that to the side and I'm going to say from an on ice perspective, um, one of the, one of my, in my memories will be that challenge cup final and the, 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 the tension, the excitement, the roar of the crowd, the, the winning goal. And I apologize to, um, Jacko and, uh, Gav and, um, 
Tamsin and Cheryl and all who had to basically me going absolutely mental on the bridge. My brother Jarlath was there, uh, going absolutely nuts on the bridge. And uh, but the opportunity then, you know, I, I was a bit drunk. But the but uh, no. what a, what a, what a night! This season's been a strange one from a personal perspective because I've not been able to go to anywhere near the amount of games that I wanted to, or I usually am able to. You know, two young kids, and I've just been trying to focus on 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 that, not, not you know the trips to to Coventry and stuff. And my wife's working a bit more; she works in the NHS, working a bit more. So I've not been able to get to the games. So the likes of you know what Sis does uh, on uh, and the guys at Belfast Giants TV and being able to to have that in, in my own home and seeing my own kids, you know, enjoying what I hold as a passion has been absolutely fantastic. Having my daughter come and sit next to me and ask about the game, having the two my little my little uh, two year old boy chanting "Let's go Giants" and and having that this season has been absolutely phenomenal. And you know what we do here, View for the Bridge, it's it's a passion. We've had thirty four weeks on the trot doing this show, um, and it's and it's been you know it's been brilliant. And when when the team, I said it, you know, I said it earlier on, and I said to Steve, when the team's winning, it's easy to talk about. And yeah. you know, and and when the team was losing, and the, we we have to come out and we have to show it and we have to get on with it. But the team's winning this year. When the team are winning, it makes this an absolute pleasure like no other. Um, but yes, uh, right. About I'll do something more to say, but I'll, I'll finish the show with that. I'm just going to quickly do any other business, boys. Oh, you're 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 muted, Sam. Yeah, I have a few bits, guys. Um, the uh, OSC uh, just uh, put online tonight another piece of Belfast Giants memorabilia that people will want to get their hands on. Um, it's on raffle. Uh, we're going to post it online um, at the any of the FTB social media platforms. Um, and it's the, the big board that was put in front of all the boys for winning the league. Um, I've managed to get it all signed um, and by the whole team, and we're going to put it up for grabs. A five or a ticket. There's 300 tickets available, and uh, it's only available until Sunday. They, there will not be any tickets added to it. It's Once they're sold, they're sold. The other one that we sold for the Challenge Cup sold out in less than uh, 36 hours. So if you want to get yourself a ticket, get on there now um, and... Uh, and and get a chance to win a um, um okay it's now it is eight foot long and it's uh, six hundred mil high so be very careful where you're going to put this you on might the side to, of your house you might have to replace your TV um, but uh, <laughs> it's one of those ones that you I think you'll appreciate um, having a wee look at and and, and uh, looking at all the time and the other one was was uh, congratulations to Kelpie another medal on oh, Sunday yeah. um, Sunday. It's been unbelievable. You know, when you look about the kids won, it's the North North League champions, the North Playoff champions, the National Championship, bronze medal for Team GB, obviously Elite League and, and Challenge Cup. The kids done brilliant this year. It has Mac Carter come in and did really well. And, and Steve touched on it, how well these kids have done. It's just, it's great to watch them growing up. Um, it's great to watch them doing so well and, and doing something that I would have just absolutely loved to have done. Um, so uh, very, very proud of them all involved. And uh, looking forward to see what they can bring next year as well. I got I got a message from uh, my good friend Anthony Russell, um, who was at the weekend and said he said he thought Kel Beatty was an absolute star. Bit of an unfortunate goal where he was accidentally kicked it into his own net at one point, but he said other than that, which was just unfortunate. He says the rest of the weekend he was absolutely superb, and that we've got a great player in our hands. And that, that's one thing. It was funny enough. Half and I were speaking to Julia's mum on the way up the road um, on Sunday night after the game. Um, 
And, you know, he was saying that, you know, Kel was, had mentioned that after the game, you know, he was, he was sort of had it in his head and, and it came off his foot and into the net. Yeah. It, it's a learning it process. It does. It absolutely happens. I mean, look at the big incident when, a couple of years ago when, when, um, Ben O'Connor, you know, hand passed to Colin Shields and he started home past the Sheffield Steelers. You know, it happens to really good players and, and it's, it's how you react to it. And he acted really, really well. Speaking of Jamie Thompson again on the way up the road, um, Jamie and Martin Grubb, two ex teammates of mine coaching, um, uh, the, the Solway Sharks and, and they love him. They think he's brilliant. He's a really good kid. He's doing really well. They want him back next year. Adam, you know, I don't know what Adam's plans are for him next year as well. I'd be surprised if it's any different than what it has been this year. Uh, but uh, again, I wish I wish them whatever they decide to do, I wish them the best of luck because they apply themselves the right way. Um, and if they can keep applying themselves the right way and keep listening and keep learning, uh, then they've got a real chance. So, uh, yeah, Kel, um, another another medal. He's gonna have to get a, I think, it's <laughs> have to, and I know he watches the show, he's probably watching it right now. Um, he's gonna have to build a bigger, yep. he's gonna have the bigger, bigger, builder, bigger trophy cabinet. And the last one, Taff. Ah, what a man! Some man for one man. Like um, oh, yeah. again, Adam mentioned it on uh, on Monday night at the uh, awards dinner. Uh, sorry, the awards event. Um, uh, you know, he left here on Friday immediately after practice. He drove to Dunleary, got the ferry across to Hollyhead, drove down to Nottingham, was in the arena at Nottingham after. Is it? I want to say Billy Eilish. Was it her? Might, might not, whoever it was was on the gig at the arena or at uh, Nottingham on Friday night. He was there at half past 11 until probably the guts of 3.34 a.m. Uh, on his own, doing the full equipment. He had that room sitting as if it was his own. Um, it's a bit rough around the edges and furnace and chef, or Nottingham, sorry. But uh, what he put, the whole effort he puts into everything for the boys. And that's all it's for. He does it for the fellas in the room. Um, to make them feel at home, any room to walk into. So they had their own nameplates up along the wall, they had their own numbers on the stick wall, the stick rack on the way in through the door. Um, there was, you know, everything was, was you would have just thought it was a Belfast chance uh, locker room. So um, big up the Taff. When he got back, we drew, we left after the game on, what time do we leave at, Davey? About probably eight o'clock or, eight or something. Just as soon as we got the van packed. Really. As soon as we got the van packed, um, straight up the road to Dumfries, where I drove with him. Was dead in the freeze overnight. Got the ferry at eleven thirty the next morning. He was just straight in. Got everything empty. Got all the gear for the boys ready to go. Uh, went home at about half past five. Came back for the event at half past six. Went home again. Came back in the next morning to meet the fellas to get everything done. We dropped them to the airport yesterday afternoon. And right now he's at two practices a day for Team GB, and they play again tomorrow. He's just, a, he's just a machine. Absolute machine. Unbelievable. Um. David, anything for you? Um, just want to say thanks to the boys that helped out with Stats TV, Keelan, Phil, um, and through that we were able to organise that Rainer Razor this season, which is is going to hit somewhere around two and a half grand. Um, this has been phenomenal. If you still owe money, as we said last week, get a pad before we send Cesar in to smash your back doors in. I'm sorry, what? The, uh... We've got good insurance. <laughs> the... Uh... I'm just that's remind me just briefly before the uh, a big thanks to everybody who sponsored us for the cycle that I had just at this past weekend. Well after. done, by the way. Sorry, um, Paddy, that was a shift. Well done and uh, great updates. It was a yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good weekend, and you know, with lots of really good encouragement from people sending messages and stuff, and I bored a lot of people on Twitter with videos and all that sort of nonsense. Excellent. But 
but Google Maps, they're probably Google Maps would probably help you out instead of taking a 20 kilometer I can't even get into it. It was just there was there, there was just it was like at one point we went, I don't think we're in the spot we need to be, and that's when Google Maps came out. It should have came out about half an hour earlier. Anyway, um big thanks. Listen, we we've raised almost three grand and stuff, and people have been very, very generous. There's still tickets left for the raffle for the uh badly drawn EIHL um picture of uh david goodwin carrying the, the the trophy off the um off the plane and uh i'll tweet that up again on avftv between the guys at the rain eraser and this it's the generosity of people who knows no bounds and and thank you to everybody who's donated one way or another to what's been going on it's uh we, we take it very much very very personally in the fact that we we're so grateful about what you guys were able to do and and and, and give to to what are fantastic causes um and sadly, just one more point to make, and that is just we want to share our condolences with um, with Craig Anderson, who the, most of you will know him as the main commentator uh, with regards to the, uh, the, the the Glasgow clan and the media work he does in there. He also writes for a lot of the, the papers there. He's been around the game for many years. And quite shockingly and sadly, he announced uh, just before playoffs, the, uh, following a, a short illness, he uh, lost his wife, Suzanne. Um, it's come as quite a shock to everybody and there was a fantastic uh, round of applause and, and showing of appreciation and condolence to him at the playoffs and that he was in the playoff final um, from everybody at the arena. Craig is a very well-liked guy, um, does a great job for, for the Glasgow clan. Um, this is just devastating for, for him, for, for his daughter, Saren, who's lo lost a loving mother, and for the wider family. Um, and with that, you know, we'd like to add our condolences from, from here at A View From The Bridge, and no doubt the Belfast Giants you know, add theirs um, to a good guy. Uh, and we wish we wish him the very best because, you know, it's such a devastating thing to happen uh, after such a short illness. And, and um, yeah, we wish him well and, and our deepest condolences to, to Craig and Suzanne and to Saren and, and the wider family. It's a, a sad thing to happen. It's not really the way we wanted to, but we'll come back. And what I want to say is, gentlemen, from my point of view, we're going to wrap the show up, and I just want to thank you guys. You know, Davey, all season long with regards to the stats, the videos, and everything that you provided. Simon heading down to uh, the the training every week to get to get the uh, the interviews, and also organizing the guys who have who have come on the show week on week. Uh, Joel, for everything you're doing with regards to the post game, and then coming on and then and sorting the news. We've been doing it a bit differently. This year, lads, um, people have been able to see our faces, and uh, that's a, that is a bit different. But yeah, it's, sorry uh, about that. <laughs> I've there's, quite a there's a few. There's a few nightmares in the evenings <laughs> after we're on. <laughs> <laughs> But Don't yeah, it's, uh, as, as always, 34 weeks on the trot for a view from the bridge in our 17th season. Um, it's a big thank you from me to you boys. Uh, it's been a it's been a hell of a season, both uh, both on and off the ice. And uh, let's hope, let's look forward to to the next one. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to read. I've I've written something down. You know what? I'm going to read it. But yeah, thanks to the lads. Also, thanks to the players who have come on uh, over yep. the season. 
the coaches who have come on uh, and chatted with us. You know, we, like you look today, we had Adam Keefe who, who sat and waited for, uh, patiently while we were talking to Robert. We had Robert who sat and waited patiently while we were talking to to Steve. You know, and these guys coming on and spending their time chatting to us and chatting to you. We really, really appreciate that. Um, just quickly, also thanks to to, to Sinead and to Anne at the Giants and the wider setup and the media team who've put us into this you know this this streamyard platform and the chance to help provide for for us to bring this show in this format both audio and visual to you um and all the other stuff that we've asked for and needed they've been very forthcoming but as always our biggest thanks go to to you people out there uh who have listened watched tweeted commented asked questions sent encouragement or even just popped up as we we're saying to say hello um from a personal point of view, I know the guys said it. You guys don't know what it means to us. We're just four mates chatting about hockey, uh, and, and it's something that we share with you. And the fact that you guys are out there listening, or watching, or being part of it is something that that means a, a great deal to us. So, so thank you is basically it. The view from the bridge is not what it is without the people who watch, our people who listen, and the people who interact on Twitter, on Facebook, or just anywhere, or just pop up and say hello. Um, we talk about our team. We talk about you know the Belfast Giants. We talk about the game that we enjoy, that we find that we're passionate about. Um, but without without people watching it, then it is just the four of us talking hockey. And uh, as great as that is, you know, it, it it doesn't make much of a show. So 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 thank you, thank you to everybody, um, boys. Um, on that note, I'm going to say I'll see you probably in a month or two. Amazing. In nobody nobody text the WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> there be there 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 be there be a few special podcasts that will will we'll get out over the summer. Yeah, but this is now. This isn't the, this isn't the end of it. It's not the end, but it's see you for a while. <laughs> it's, it's, we're, not gonna see, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna wrap things up for a while. It's been a hell of a season for us here at the Belfast Giants. If you want to get in contact with us, of course, at AVFTB on Twitter, on Facebook, on KingdomOfTheGiants.com, um, anywhere else, yeah, Anchor FM, YouTube, on Twitter, Twitter. That's about it. Listen, wherever you are, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with uh, with Neil Whiteside's fantastic uh, end of season montage video. Which, if you're at the awards dinner you saw or the awards setup you saw, um, or you saw on YouTube, but we're going to end with because I think it's fantastic. A big thank you to everybody and wherever you're spending your summer. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll catch you here next time. One of you from the bridge. I'll be on my way, leaving West LA at sunrise. The time's been great, I kind of wish that I could stay for a little while longer. I've gotta go, but I want you to know. I'll be back again I'm going home to the people I love Where I was born and raised Where the streets and the history remain But oh how the times have changed I know it rains but it's always pretty Back to the friends that I can't take with me We'll have a night out in Belfast City, alright now I can't sleep, but I can tell you on the sleep, it's fine, cause I'm still dreaming.
that it's gonna be Podcast Network.